Welcome back to Rick and JT Make a Podcast. Today we're going to talk about Ready Player One. Roseanne is back and what's going on in the news. After arguing about movies and TV for years, two American heroes decided to record them for your listening pleasure. You are now tuned in to the exclusive Rick and JT Makeup Podcast. Welcome back to Rick and JT Makeup Podcast. I'm Rick. Oh, I'm JT. He's Rick. <laughs> he doesn't even know who he is. Hey, man, I'm, I'm doing, it's been we a couple weeks. A, well, yeah, we just had an intense conversation, too. We so. did, we did, we did, I, we did. Yeah, I don't even know who I am anymore. Yeah, I, think, I, I lost I myself can, a little bit on yeah, the inside too. I think I changed my whole personality. I doubt it. But <laughs> what we're gonna we're gonna talk about today. We're gonna talk about uh, Ready Player One. Rick saw it. I didn't. We're gonna talk about shows that we're watching. Shows I should have watched a long time ago. I'm gonna make real Rick real happy. And uh, we're also gonna talk about if the comeback. He tells me that he watched Waco. I will be happy. Rick's not gonna be happy this episode, everybody. <laughs> but look. I keep on planning to watch Ray Waco. I honestly do. I keep on planning to watch it. And then instead, I you know what? I put it like this. Since we started this podcast, Rick has been trying to get me to start Breaking Bad. So I'm going to make him very happy. I'm going to let him know. I started watching Mad Men. I love it. You know, I'm on season five. I started it last Friday. And I'm already on halfway through season five. Mostly through season five. I'll be done with the series by Friday. Definitely, and I love it. Have you ever watched Mad Men? Rick? I've I've watched like the first two seasons, and oh then I don't know what happened. I actually think it was back in the Netflix DVD day. Yeah, and I got the first two seasons, and I watched them real quick, and then I just somehow lost track. But, Man, um, but I'm in advertising, and yeah. it was something. It, it's a it was a very good show. It just somehow I never never caught up. I tell you what, I am. Everybody who knows me knows I'm Mr. You know, like if you're, you've seen my social media, I'm, you know, I'm Mr. Black people. I love black people. I'm black. I love black people. But I can see why being a white advertising dude in the 60s is pretty lit. You got to smoke. You got to sleep with your secretary. You got to drink all day and hang out. Like this is, I can see why you would want to get back to that. That's pretty dope. I love it. I love watching it. Don Draper is smooth. He's charismatic. He's got to be an Aquarius. I'm an Aquarius, and he reminds me of me, like, a lot. Like, for real, for real. Like, I, I love Don Draper. I also, I love I love Sterling. I think he's great. Yeah, I don't know, his white hair boss. I mean, it gets it gets better later, but um, I think he's a great character, too. I, I like them all, man. I really like the dynamic that they have put into this show. And this is just part of the What You Should Be Watching segment of the, of the podcast, but you should definitely... I love what they do with this show, what they've done with this show. It's perfect. And uh, I don't know how good it's going to be going further, but right now, man, I'm, I'm on almost the end of season five. I'm halfway through season five, and it's it's never what I think it is. It's way more, it's way more introspection than you would think of a man in 1962 doing as far as his life goes. You know, they have that where there is a conflict between what he thinks, what he feels, and who he is. You know, and it's, he's a complex dude. And then they, they, they pull back further and you realize that everybody's complex. Everybody's people. We're all people. We're all complex individuals. And if you look at us in the right light, you're going to see a difference. You're going to see a different person than the next person even though they may look exactly alike there's gonna be a difference this show is it's beautiful i think it's perfect i just watched an episode where uh, <laughs> i just watched an episode where one of the characters takes lsd and it's one of those tv episodes where you know you got one day that they follow people and then four different stories that happen in that day. You know, it's a it's a it's a traditional TV trope. But the way they did it, I had never seen it done before. It was just the writing is so good. It's so perfect. So if you've never seen Mad Men, you should definitely check it out. I 
I cannot recommend this highly enough. I haven't finished the series yet, but I'm far enough along to know that I'm in the bag for this show. I'll definitely watch it again. Well, I will say this. I think there's only three shows that I've ever watched more than one time all the way through. Okay. Actually, no. I th- there's one that I've watched all the way through. I still have not watched uh, Game of Thrones all the way through. Right. Or Breaking Bad all the way through the second time. Where, oh, Even as okay. much as I, I love the saying. shows, just because I spend my time watching new shows. Yeah. Um, but there's one show, and I'm actually on season five, and I'm watching it for about the fifth time. And that's Entourage. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that's Entourage. Yeah. I love Entourage. And uh, I don't even remember. Oh, I, there was, like, last week there was a an episode of, um, I don't know, an NCIS mm-hmm. or... Uh, actually, no, it was Blue Bloods. Okay. It was Blue Bloods. And, uh, There's Kevin, a huge difference. Kevin, uh, dude, I don't, I don't watch any of them. No. I just happen to be in the room when somebody the else old was people, watching them. Yeah, the old people that watch these shows also don't really watch them. But, yeah. but Kevin Dillon was on it. Yeah. And I said, I need some Johnny drama. <laughs> yeah. And started watching again. And then I was sick Monday and Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And uh, ended up watching over and over. I've had it on, get into the office and ha- had it on. But... But it is literally the only show that I've ever watched more than one time all the way through. Not The Wire, not Breaking Bad or Game of Thrones. I start all them, and I get through half of it, and then something else new comes on, and then I don't end up finishing that that second watch through. But Entourage, for some reason... I love Entourage. I mean, you know, have you gotten to the part where Turtle gets the custom Air Force Ones yet, or is that you haven't? Oh yeah, I'm yet? past that. Are oh, you past I think that? That was like in season three. Yeah, I think it was like season um, three. Actually, he just uh, he had just had his first class flight with, with Jamie Lynn Singler. With Jamie Lynn Singler, when she so was in her like, prime, boy. <laughs> so yeah, they're yeah. like in a like that was like one or two episodes ago. Okay, I mean, okay, I know where you're at. Six or wherever it's at. Mm-hmm. Um. Um. Ari Gold just turned down the the head of the the uh, studio studio job and, so he could start oh yeah his own actually agency. the last episode I watched um, Vince was going working with that director on the the uh, Medellin no 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 they're way past that uh, okay um he just got his, the the second lead with uh, in the fire whatever the fire jumper yeah yeah, yeah. smoke jumpers was. smoke jumpers yeah yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so he's yeah. going through the whole thing with the director, with what's his name, uh, uh, Patrick. Uh, yeah, stealing his lines and whatever. But, but I, I love Entourage. Well, I love the I just love the character development and the way they played off of each other. I love that too. I also love that ten years ago when they made Entourage, right? the The idea of an Aquaman movie was a joke. Like a serious Aquaman movie was a joke. That's yep. how 10, and James Cameron was in on the joke. Yeah, in on the joke. Like, of course we would never make an Aquaman movie. What are you, ridiculous? Yeah, we're never going to do that. And then you find out, like, oh, no. Yeah, it's not only is it not a joke, it's really happening. It's really going to happen, you know, like in November. And, you know, so that's what I find hilarious. Let's just be glad that they're not using the suit Ugh. that they made in Entourage. Oh, my God, yeah. Well, they... <laughs> They knew better than that, but that it, was it was a joke too. It was part of the joke. Yeah, it but. was part of the joke, but it's really cool. Speaking of TV, Roseanne came back a couple of weeks ago. We didn't get to cover it. Eighteen million Americans tuned in to see uh, Roseanne Barr come back. Well, not Roseanne Barr, just Roseanne. She doesn't have a last name anymore. <laughs> but uh, eighteen million people tuned in to watch the the re what is this the reboot? It's a reboot. Basically, reboot. No, it's not. Uh, I mean continuation what there's it's it's there's a big debate over you know just like with uh blade runner with sequel reboot right and restart and everything same and way with jurassic what, world yeah whatever or, we you know, whatever we want to call it she's back yeah because what's what's the will what's the will and grace is it a reboot is it a re because it's not a reimagine it's the same characters just it's a continuation i I, would, I insist on calling it a continuation because it's continuing the story I, I, that we've already been told. I don't care what anybody calls it. Yeah. They're 
they're back on TV. They are back. And, and if you I, enjoy the show, then yeah. you should just be happy. Yeah, and I loved Roseanne <laughs> the first the first time around. I just, I did. I mean, who didn't? Even when it was on reruns on Fox and all of that stuff, you just sat down and you watched Roseanne. When Bonnie starts singing at the barbecue after those credits, you know, I don't know if you remember that. It was like season one. And uh, Roseanne's friend Bonnie. A lot of Roseanne. Oh my God, man! Well, look, you should definitely look it up. Just look up Bonnie sings at the barbecue. She sings, uh, "You really got a hold of me," and it's just perfect. She just, what I'm saying, I love that show, you know. And it's gotten a lot of criticism. We talked about it before we started recording, but it's got it's a lot actually of criticism. what started. That's what started the very debate. intense yeah, debate. Yeah, it was like an so hour debate. We'll have that to we tread had. lightly. Yeah, yeah, we will definitely. Podcast, oh, no, we're not going to talk but, about it here, but. A lot of the criticism of the show has come back is because Roseanne's political affiliations, right? Now, and some pictures that are circulating of Roseanne and doing some other stuff, but what people have to understand is, you know, any criticism that Roseanne has of, let's say, the Jewish community, right, has to be understood that she's a Jewish woman. So her criticism or her things that she does are within that sphere of an insider doing these things she might be she is also probably a contrarian you know what i mean she likes to say things that fire you up she wants to get you fired up she's been known for being a hard-nosed smart businesswoman for a long time and this is this is not only i believe her personal political affiliations which is fine she's allowed to have them but also a smart business move. There are a lot of people who watch TV now who feel attacked because they feel like I, can, I can't I can agree with what these people are saying over here and watch TV without being attacked about what I believe. And she's saying, no, you can believe what you believe and have a good time and have a laugh and think and be considered still an intelligent human being on this side of it. And I think that's the part that is getting missed a lot yeah. because whether you agree with her stance it's her show. She right. could have easily made it about her side and her side only. Exactly. But it wasn't just one side of the coin. It's what she believes that everybody wants to say the show's about. Right. But, I mean, the very first episode is her and her sister arguing over the two different sides. Right. Roseanne. The, the, it's her show. The right. name. It's named after her. What I think she could have easily cut out any other part and skipped it yeah. and just pushed her agenda, but that's not what she did. But she's a smart enough businesswoman, but also a reasonable enough entertainer that she knows, okay, this is what I believe. We can talk about it if you want to. Let's talk about it. Let's have an intelligent conversation. And what they did was, and also what I think it is a credit to Roseanne, because this is her show, and people forget that she has been in control of this show for 30 years. That after season one, when see, people who don't know the Roseanne story, we can dig a little deeper because we, we got a little bit of time, so let's talk about it. The Roseanne story starts with her, and I'm just talking about her business story. I don't know her personal life story that well. Her business story is I'm very funny. I'm a comedian. They want to give me a show. They don't think the show is going to be successful. I do. They're going to make me executive producer. Okay. I'm going to be a writer. Okay. Season one happens. It's a huge success. Guess what? Now you either let me own the show and run it how I want to own it or I won't do the show anymore. And instead, they let her run the show how she wants to run it and she owns this show. This is her IP. It's that's why the show is named Roseanne and not the Connors. It's right. because people need to understand this is her show. She's a very smart businesswoman. She owns the show, so she didn't have to do this other stuff. Like you said, she should have just she could have just pushed her agenda and that'd be it. She has a writer's room of Wanda Sykes, Whitney Cummings, and Norm McDonald, just a few to mention. These are the writers on this show. They are not the same political affiliation that she has. That means you're going to get a lot of this side and also this side. And not just that, you're going to get those people who don't necessarily agree with her political affiliations also writing to the point where they can help other people who don't agree with her political under affiliations understand her political affiliations. This is a smart way to 
make sure you can have the conversation that we just had in a nutshell, which is just because I agree with blank political statement from somebody doesn't mean I agree with this person or I agree with all of their politics. I agree or with their morality or the morality of this person. I agree with just this thing that they said, you know what I mean? Or just this thing that they're trying to do. And Roseanne, I think that the Roseanne show, now I have not seen it, but I've heard good things. And I listen to a lot of different people, you know, when they talk, and as do you. So when people who are not necessarily Roseanne's political affiliation say, no, she definitely talks about her political affiliation, but in such a smart way that you understand. You don't have to agree to understand. You know what I'm saying? And that's where people, I think, are making a mistake. They feel like you have to agree to understand, and no, you don't. If you pretend like you have to agree with somebody just to understand their point of view, then really just say you just don't care what their point of view is. That's what you just say. I don't care what you think. I think what I think and you're wrong and that's it. Because otherwise, what Roseanne is, excuse me, what Roseanne is doing, whether she believes it or not, is she is starting, and I know she's aware of it, is she's starting a dialogue with people. That she's starting a dialogue to open up in a soft way because don't be mistaken. There are, and and also she has a black grandchild on the show. That is, we haven't encountered DJ yet. You know what I mean? But that is also important because no, he's on there. Yeah, he, he is on there. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I didn't know if he had been on there or not. We haven't encountered the girl's mother. We, yeah, we haven't. We haven't encountered See, his wife. She's okay. uh, apparently fighting over in the Middle East. Oh, okay. even so, they add layers to this family because what we have to remember is. This is a poor family outside of Chicago who just loves each other and just trying to make it. That's what the basis of the Roseanne show is. So now we're going to talk to these people. We want to demonize these people who look like the Connors without trying to see the perspective of these people. I'm, I'm Mr. If you want to demonize somebody for being horrible, cool. At least take the time to listen to them to make sure they're horrible first, though. You know what I'm saying? Right, and and that's 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 the whole point. I completely. If it's agree a good show, it's a good show. I watched a four hour documentary on the Ku Klux Klan a month ago, so I don't care about what Roseanne's political affiliations are. If it makes me laugh, I'm gonna watch. You know what I mean? I haven't gotten to it yet, but if it makes me laugh, I'm gonna watch. And this show never shied away from politics. It's just now that people don't agree with her politics, so now it has a problem. Because 25 years ago, when DJ refused to kiss the black girl for the school play, and Roseanne and them had to go into the school and talk to the teacher and explain to them that they're not racist or they don't understand why, and DJ, you know, for that to come full circle, now DJ has a black child. Now we get to explore not just that early story of a kid that doesn't understand race or just feels certain ways about race to an adult and how he feels about it and also how the family feels about it. Because now that opens up a storyline for DJ refused to kiss the black girl, right? The Connors were completely against that. You know what I mean? They were completely against him not wanting to kiss that girl. They had to go in there and say, no, you're going to do it. Because this girl has done nothing to you. She's is that what happened? Because I don't remember that episode. Oh, my God. It was such a good episode. I didn't watch a lot of Roseanne. It was such a good episode I because... Younger, oh, I watched all of Roseanne when I was younger. I'm I thought a big she was John hilarious. Goodman fan, and that's I why I turned in, tuned in this time. Oh, no. I love John Goodman, but I love Roseanne. I heard about her story when I was younger, and I was just enthralled because I'm like, there's this woman who just has complete control. So I watched these episodes like they were religious. So there's an episode of Roseanne where DJ gets the lead part is Romeo in the school play, right? The girl playing Juliet is black, so he quits the school play. Now, they ask him, like, why did you quit? Did you quit because you didn't want to kiss a girl? He's like, no, I wanted to kiss a girl. That's why I did the play. I didn't want to do the play because she's black and I don't want to kiss a black girl, right? So the, the Connors have this discussion then. Then they... Then it's just, it was perfect because it talked about race in such a way that you got to see it from a different, I got to see it from a different perspective. I'm black. So I got to see it from a perspective of a white family who sees themselves as not racist at all. And then they have to question, well, are we racist? Because the little girl's father comes to talk to Roseanne at the the, uh, pulled meat place where she had a restaurant. The little girl's father comes to talk to Roseanne, right? Roseanne closes early. Okay. But it's not, so the, the, the girl's father is knocking. She's like, no, nah, we're closed, we're closed, we're closed. And he's like, I'm her dad. So then she lets him in. And then she explains like, 
look, I, it wasn't a race thing. We were closing. And he's like, all right. You know what I mean? It's just a, it's a, you got to see different sides of stuff. But now you get to come full circle with this story, right? I mean, I, I can't so they, wait. But they ended up making DJ go through with it? Um, I think they did, actually. Be- just because they didn't want to be perceived as the racist family that let their son just be racist, right? And then Roseanne had some issues because Dan's father addressed black people as colored and all of that stuff. And it just it just went deep. And I enjoyed it because they weren't afraid to go deep. Right. But now, like I said, you get to go full circle with that whole story. So, right. The same parents that are like, you will kiss this girl I be, because she's black, because you will not be racist. Right. The same parents, we get to watch them deal with the fact that their son has a black kid now. How are they dealing with that? I'm interested in that. I'm interested in because I have seen parents who are you have to be accepting of all people. That's what they tell their kids their whole Until life. Until it happens. <laughs> right? That's it's hilarious. I know it's not funny. I know to some people they won't find a humor in that. They they think, but that's you gotta see the humor in that. Like the the biker guy, or not even the biker guy, the white guy at his house is just like, look, man, we accept everybody for who they are. They're taking he takes a very firm stance, he raises his kids, you know, the right way, and then his daughter brings home a black dude, like, yeah, I accept everybody for who they are. He was the best option, or he was the, the he, I didn't see his color. I just saw the person like you told me, Dad. And then he's like, uh, okay, cool. Thanks. You know what I mean? Like, I love seeing that. You know, I like seeing that. I don't like seeing that as much as I like seeing, like, really, really racist people with biracial grandkids. That just tickles my soul. You know what I mean? But I also like seeing that because then at least you're teaching your kids the right thing. So I want to see, is it the same thing with the follow-through with the son now that he has the black child? or whatever. I just can't wait. Like, I'm really looking forward to it. I think that the show is edgy. And I think it's been edgy for 30 years. And I think that people, 35, however long it's been on, it's been on for a long time. It's been on since like 88 or something like that. And then they took 20 years off and then it came back on. But you're really getting a feel for this show and who these people are. And I, I'm, I can't wait to watch it again because I know it's going to be smart. I know I'm not going to agree with everything. Spoiler alert, I didn't agree with everything the first time around. But you know what? I enjoyed the comedy, and I enjoyed the dialogue that it creates. It talked about Roseanne. People forget Roseanne broke ground on sexuality. When the, when a, when her friend comes out as gay to her, and they go to the gay club, and they, you know what I mean? Roseanne broke ground on a lot of different topics that were not perceived as wholesome or perceived as mainstream then. And now she's taking on other topics that are not perceived as wholesome or mainstream. And the people who maybe disagree with her then don't disagree with her now. And the people who maybe agree with her then don't agree with her now. But that's the perfect balance that she's that she's walking. And she has said some very incendiary things online and stuff like that. And I'm not talking about Roseanne online. I'm talking about Roseanne, the show, and what it means to me and what I want to see from the show. So if the show is good. I personally don't care about her political affiliations as far as the show go because I'm going to, spoiler alert for other people, just because you think that Hillary Clinton should have been president doesn't mean you're not racist. That doesn't that doesn't absolve you from any kind of racism. And that's because my you, whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Just it's because like, you call yourself a Democrat doesn't mean you're not racist, my guy. Because the, the Democrat is the guy that tells his daughter, yeah, we accept everybody, and then she brings a black dude home, and then she and then she got to break up with him. You know what I mean? So that's what I'm saying. It's just like sometimes people say things because they think that that's what they should believe, and that's not necessarily what they do believe. So just because you say the right thing to me doesn't mean I just accept that as that's how you view things. Maybe you're just smart enough to say what you know you should believe and not what you actually believe. I respect Roseanne for standing by her, standing by what she believes and putting it, making it a part of the show, but also helping to teach and enlighten the other people. But the thing I appreciated the most was that it wasn't just one-sided. Exactly. Because that's almost every show that is taking a political stance yeah. is one-sided. Out of fear. And for those that don't know me, I stand in the middle mm-hmm. and I just laugh at everybody that's just way out and there on either side. Because I tell you, man. There are parts of... That's what we talked about earlier, though. It's like it's it's harder to stand in the middle now. You know what I mean? And like I stood in the middle for so long. I I have a lot of Republican things that I believe in. Like for real, I really really do. I love money. I think it's great. I'm not opposed to committing atrocities to get it. 
I know that that people should bleed it. <laughs> like, okay, well, we gotta if we gotta screw over some poor people to make it. I tell you what, if you told me I had to do something really, really horrible to like a thousand poor people, not murder, not maiming them, just making them work a bad job, right? And I, you can't make anybody work a bad job anyway. They either work it or they don't. You offer the job, and if they work, then they work, and if they don't, then they don't. But let's say I offer this horrible job to poor people, right? And it's a thousand of them. My personal belief is those people don't have to work here. And if I'm going to make a billion dollars, I would gladly put those people through that horribleness. I don't, I don't care. What I'm saying is, is that I love money. I agree with the money part of it, right? And I agree with the Democrat part of, hey, man, we should all be treated equally. Cool. And when I say we, I mean, we should all be treated equally based on the color of our skin or our sexual affiliation or something like that. But I, I, I hate stupid people. You know what I mean? Like, I don't like stupid people. I think stupid people are terrible. I don't think they are equal. They're stupid. You know what I mean? They could be smart. They're just not. You know, and I'm not talking about political affiliation. Well, I'm that's, about that's the issue people. I have with most yeah, cases yeah. is people that aren't skilled. It's because they're not taking the time to get skilled or people that aren't knowledgeable aren't taking the time to learn knowledge and whatever they need. That's my big issue with everything. But my thing isn't even a, a, a political party stance. It's I believe in doing the right thing. Yeah. And I love that about you. And it doesn't matter what side it comes from. Both sides have good points. Both sides have bad points. But right now, you just if you agree with either side, you're either a racist or a snowflake right. as, a, as a white man. Yeah. And, and it's just ridiculous. Yeah, so I, hey. I don't care what anybody calls me because yeah. I know who I am. I know my, uh, my moral stance on everything. And I just want us to be the best country possible. I do. But anyways, I was just glad that she didn't take just the Trump route and turn it into the I'm a Trump supporter um, which she could have because it's her show right she very well could have she has 100% creative control over this show she said no we're going to talk about both sides and show that there are flaws in both sides of the argument and it's just not one one way and it's not as easy as people want to make it believe it is right and especially in families that are you know um arguing over who you like to a certain point like it does matter but and to another point like it doesn't really matter the fact is if i treat you okay and you treat me okay i don't care who you voted for well that part is harder to, to gauge because you say, like, you say, if I treat you okay and you treat me okay, then who? what difference does it make who you voted for? But for someone like me, when they say, well, Rick treats me okay, but Rick also voted over here, right? And these people over here, clearly there's a race slant to this over here. So maybe Rick agrees with, Maybe Rick treats me nicely. When but I when I say when I say with, me and you, like yeah. I mean as a group, not just I also, personally. Yeah. Right. But Oh, you're saying treat all the groups nicely. I mean equally. I'm saying good yeah. people are good people and right. it doesn't matter who they voted for. Bad True. people are bad people and it doesn't matter who they voted for. That's basically what I'm saying. True. There I, are shitty people that voted for There are bad people all who kinds voted people. for Ralph Nader. And there are good people who voted for, you know, George W. Bush. Like, that's not, that doesn't make you a bad person. It's just that with the level of information that we have coming in, as far as this stuff goes, when somebody like me, I look at, and, and like I said, I have no political party because I do what's best for me. You know what I mean? I vote what's best for me. And a lot of people vote what's best for them. So if what's best for you is these people over here are talking about doing this good thing for you. Cool. That's why you voted. At the same time, people are not so willing to excuse that in the environment that we're in right now just because there has been an added slant of race and of religion added to this. I mean, it's always been there, but it's been more of a subject. For instance, people like Roseanne's family, right? We're talking about Roseanne. The Connors. The Connors are, were probably Republican, 
just because of their economic stance, but also, I mean, you know, where they at and, and, and they're just who they are, right? They're, they're probably the kind of Republican that voted in Trump as president because they are, they became a groundswell. The reason why, and they felt disregarded. The reason why, because the highbrow Republicans for every four years would come out and tell them, hey, look, stupid people. We want you to vote how we want you to vote. We're not going to listen to any of the problems you have because we don't care, but you need to vote how we vote because we're your party. And they they got sick of that. And it's the same thing with black people in the Democratic Party. You think the, the Democrats don't care what, what black people really think? They they But they, they come out and they say, every four years they say, hey, you know, uh, you got to vote with us because, uh, you know, what are you going to do? You're going to vote for the other side? We're your side. We're on your side right now because you need my vote if I vote. And then... They do the same thing. I, I knew what I saw what was happening. This it's the dude saw that there was a group of people being neglected in this country, right? Group of people getting neglected in this country. And then they say, okay, there are more of these people being neglected than the people that are actually running things. I can just talk to the people being neglected. They can vote me in. I don't even really need to deal with the infrastructure that you have in place. That's what he did. He went around. And then a Let lot of people just at say the top this. were mad about that people that feel like they're being neglected well not necessarily I, being you know what neglected. i'm saying well i just do want to throw that out there but we've talked about politics they now. feel ignored that's what i'm right, saying right right when you talk to any group that feels right. ignored that's what i'm saying right you're going to get a groundswell from those people maybe going about it could have been a better way but when you're a businessman and you're like i want to do this the way i know is going to work and he knew it was going to work i was I didn't vote for him, but I respect the gangster of it. You know, I can give him that. I can't really give him much else, but I can give him that. But Roseanne is going to be a good show. I think I think it was a good show before. It's going to be a good show tomorrow. Or, or it was a good show yesterday. It'll be a good show tomorrow. It's a good show because it's a balanced show. It is a show that shows the other side of things. The, the problem is, though, if you don't want to see any of the other side of something, there's also something you should do your research. That's and that's and that's my thing. Exactly. Is that if if Roseanne and I don't even remember her sister's name, Jackie, Jackie, yeah. if Roseanne and Jackie switched arguments, right? And Roseanne was the one um, maybe celebrating against Roseanne Trump. Day. Yeah. It's a completely different thing, even though the show is fundamentally the same. Exactly thing. the same. It's but it's just. Because depending on who the character is, now they right. want to make it all one way or the other. Right. I was just part proud that she didn't just dismiss one whole argument mm. and leave it out in the, to nothing. Like Which she, she could have. So to her to have. her credit, she didn't. She actually, you know, was pretty open about it. it was it was pretty dope so have so, you been watching any other shows i have been watching american horror story i'm really on my netflix thing right now yeah so like i started watching yeah. american horror story oh it's so good i can't wait i can't so wait did you hear watch. the donald glover deadpool oh my show god, 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 god Look, did you get to see the uh story the, the i haven't i haven't seen it yet they I had some of it out, animated but... they had some of it animated and they had they used uh, some of the ryan reynolds voice work for it to loop over it so you could kind of see what the show would be about. But Donald Glover, who, if, if those of you don't know, he was Troy on Community. He was one of the writers for 30 Rock. He's also the genius behind Atlanta. And, and he's, he's uh, about to blow up. Well, because, oh, and he plays... Um, 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 I can't remember his name. Uh, 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 Lando Calrissian, yeah, Calrissian in the, uh, in the uh, solo movie. So, But he's doing a lot of stuff. He's brilliant. You know, he's a brilliant creative, and him and his brother, they're, they're really, they, they're creatives. And they were a part of this Netflix show for FX that also uh, uh, is the, the same channel where Atlanta is. And they were going to do an animated Deadpool well, show. They're on FX. This is FXX? This was going to be FXX. Which is a, which is just confusing Fox stuff that hopefully changes once they get sold officially. Well, I don't think um, it, but, I think... That but they're, they're trying to separate FX from FXX because FXX has the the, the stuff like it's always sunny and uh, you're so the worst. So what's going to happen when they need another channel? Is it going to be F triple X? Might be, might be all triple X movies, and I don't mean I don't mean uh, porno movies. I mean just the Vin Diesel stuff. 
Yeah, just no. There's 24 hours. A little hours. bit of ice cube in there's there. A little, oh, you gotta you you know they're gonna put that middle <laughs> one in there and just you know sprinkle it in there for them. You know what I mean? Or just, I was I was just I was real sad being a huge Deadpool fan. Yeah. And me like I'm just now getting into the. Um, being introduced to Glover because oh. I never, I was never one that watched a lot of Thirty Rock. I yeah. never watched a lot of Community. You gotta, no um, shoulder. But, uh, but, like I've loved what he's done recently. I was first introduced to him as a musician. Oh yeah, that's with the how I was. Thing. Really, I completely forgot about I mean, that. This dude is, he's very talented. Yeah. And you know, he got bored as a writer, mm-hmm. so he wanted to be an actor. Yep. So he did that. He, he did. got bored he doing that. So he wanted to be a comedian and, and a musician. And yep. he's done and conquered everything along the way. And now people are just bringing up rumors like, oh, maybe, you know, the show got canceled. But that was like apparently FX. Like Marvel Marvel and FX were working on it together. Yeah. But FX decided to, to, to cancel that. But... They figure Disney and Marvel probably still have a good relationship with Glover because he's in the Disney family. From um, but now they're talking like, what if he's gonna get involved with Deadpool three? And we haven't even got Deadpool two yet. Well, we haven't got Deadpool two, and we should definitely talk about Deadpool two too. Also, because there is a Two-two. yeah, almost there is a uh, there's a super secret cameo that they filmed on a on a studio set. Nobody knows who it's supposed to be, but it's supposed to be one of the greatest cameos of all time. I guess it's a and it's a Hollywood hush hush secret right now. I can't wait to see who it is. I'm so freaking excited. Oh, I'm excited. They they got the Deadpool trailer dropped. If you haven't seen it yet, you should definitely check it out. Rick, can we post that on the website? Yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna post a Deadpool trailer on the website, and we're gonna. I'm gonna also start posting more on the website. Uh, Laura yeah, wants to know too how she can get on there too. Yeah, we definitely need. to Yeah, get we've it. been loafing on the website. Well, uh, and and that's the thing is, like, I'm so busy right now, yeah. it's hard for me to do it. So I know I you're got, in charge of that. I got. That I know. I realized. I realized <laughs> I was left in charge of the stuff, and I was just like, oh, I gotta get it now. I gotta get my shit together because I'm I'm the one that's actually loafing. So. Uh, me and one of our guest writers, who we love, Laura Bonanno. We'll, she's, we'll have to get her on the. Oh, podcast we got to get her on the podcast soon because Laura would be so good on the podcast. She's great. She's my. She's our little buddy. She's a. She's a, a published author and she's really great and she's the coolest and she's probably one of the seven people that listen to this. So we appreciate. I it. need to help her get her audio book together and then have yeah. her help me write a book. Oh, she would help. She loved. She's she's I need she's a ghostwriter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. I mean, she, I can write a lot of it. She yeah. could just go through and fix all my mess Fix the little Well, yeah. just out of the because she just went through the same thing, the editing process. She knows like, oh, this isn't going to work. This is you know, just from that experience, just to have somebody with that kind of experience with you, it'd be a big help. But um yeah, we're going to get her in here. She's going to and she's also going to she wanted she asked me. I went to her book signing a couple of weeks ago and she asked me about she was like she just couldn't log on. She had to try to figure it out, but she wanted to post some stuff. So, we're going to get her straightened out too. Yeah. I'm going to get me straightened out cuz honestly, I and I need to get on there more myself. I just need but, to do more. But the um, Deadpool uh trailer is beautiful. I, it's hilarious. I'm so ready. It's been tested. It got screen tested. It got a 97%. There were some complaints. They went back and did, I think, five days of reshoots recently, but it wasn't anything too bad. They wanted more of. They wanted more Domino, which is played by Zazie Beats, who also is the uh, is plays Earn's girlfriend slash baby mama on Atlanta with Donald and Glover. And that's another connection it's another that they're connection. making. Yeah, there's a lot of connections between Donald Glover and the, the Deadpool. Not just that, he loves the character. He thinks the character is hilarious and he wants to bring something else to it. From what I've heard is that they had to cancel because it was such a deviation of what the Deadpool movie is compared to the Deadpool cartoon. But Donald Glover and his brother's argument was, well, the character is so drastically different every time someone does it. You can have two different versions of him and still be at its core Deadpool. You and can't I, do that with like Star Wars. I agree with that, but when it comes to him actually working on the current iteration of Deadpool in the movies, I yeah. don't think that it would work because I think you're either taking the creativity away from Ryan Reynolds mm-hmm. or you're taking it away from Glover, and that doesn't work. I think this is going to run its course at some point and then maybe Glover could step in and create a new Deadpool but I don't think you can have both 
when it comes to the movies. The movies. In yeah. the same spot. But I think Glover could have done the an show. animated series yeah. Yeah. completely different than the movies. Yeah. But when people are talking about Glover actually getting involved as a writer-director and on Deadpool 3, I just don't think that works because he's got such a unique take. And Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds is, is the character. Yeah, you can't. I mean, that's why Tim Miller had to go though. It's because right. even though they made a great product to start, and for those he of you wanted don't to know, go a different direction. Yeah, Tim Miller is the director of Deadpool One. Okay, so he had to move on, and he because him and Reynolds couldn't agree on what Deadpool was. And Reynolds is executive producer. He's also Deadpool. He's the he guy. Is the reason he the is movies even the entire. Made. He's, He's a lot of the reason the movie even got made. He's him and Tim Miller worked together to get the movie made, but he is the the driving force behind this film. So when you see something like that, you say, well, well, yeah, one of them's got to go. It's got to be the guy behind the camera. We can we and Reynolds is also credited as a writer on the second one. Like he did a lot of ad libs on the first one, but he actually got in the writers' room with the same writers from the first one, and they um and they together they came up with the script for the second one and. Together, that's another thing is Reynolds is so dedicated to this character that he had the he paid out of his own pocket for the writers to be on set for the first one just in case they needed to do a rewrite on the fly. Was still staying within budget because he used his own salary to do so. So when I say that he's serious about this character, I mean he's really, really serious about this character. So, you know, and I he has it. been since they sewed his mouth shut. Since day one. The reason why he was excited about playing a character, for real, the reason why he's excited about playing a character in X-Men Origins is because he knows that he's that kind of character. He's a talker. I'm a talker. It's, you know what I mean? It's literally him. Van Wilder, the, the the role that really made him. Yeah, with swords. Um, with swords. Yeah. It really is. But everybody knows I've... Ryan Reynolds' man crush, and I've always been a fan since. I mean, yep. obviously, my one review I've done on the site is <laughs> is about two guys and a girl, and uh, and I cannot wait for for Deadpool. But I do want to see Glover involved in more. Mm-hmm. I would love to see his iteration of some comic book character. I would, but too. I think the Ryan Reynolds crew needs to run through their course before anybody else touches Deadpool. Unless we get Deadpool two and it completely bombs and is is terrible. I think it'd be impossible for it to bomb. I don't but it see might be it. Bad. I don't see it happening. It could be a bad movie, but it's not going to bomb at all. It's going to make. Millions and millions and millions, hundreds of millions of dollars. I mean, I, I think that it's it's highly unlikely that it's it not even good. Bad. Yeah, that but, uh, but it would have to be atrocious for it to be bad enough for me to be like, as a comic book fan, to be like, oh, I'm not going to watch the third one. I'm going to watch the third one. So okay, yeah. So moving on, still yeah. a little TV. Um, what is the other FX show the um that's in the X Men universe? Legion, Legion. It did it started back up? Have it you watched? Start, I have, and I love it. Yeah, but I loved it, it to begin with. Because I, I didn't great. see it. Oh, um, it's gonna be amazing. Um, yeah, I can't wait. I mean, just out of the shows that ended, a lot of shows ended last week. Yeah. Um, the the Good Doctor ended on a pretty solid note. That's but, good. Um, it's it's still a very good show, but I'm not. As excited about it every week as I was at the beginning. I understand. Nine one one ended a couple weeks ago. Nine one one ended on a good note, mm-hmm. um, and they announced that they would be back, which was obvious. Gonna, yeah. But mm-hmm. but it's always good when it's an official. It is, with especially TV. when it's a show you enjoy, right? Because yeah. you never know. The other thing, a lot of things that happens with good shows are, you know, a lot of times the creative people don't agree with the mm-hmm. network, which didn't think was going to happen because obviously that crew there has a very good relationship because they do all their shows well not just that and the fox network but. i wasn't so familiar with ryan murphy i i saw people versus oj i thought it was really really good but i hadn't had the same experiences with ryan murphy as other people had i had never seen american horror story so i watched 911 and i said oh this is this is great i'll actually give american horror story a try and it turns out the dude is brilliant so How, well, where are you at in American Horror I'm Story? The, I'm on season five. I'm, so you watch? Okay, I've watched Murder House. I've watched Coven. Murder House is by far the best. The best by okay. far. By I far. agree. 
But let me Fair. tell you, I also love Coven. And I, I... I didn't even finish that. You didn't even finish no, Coven? No, because there was one scene and I said, I can't watch anymore. Was it the lady getting her head cut off? No. Oh. Okay. I can watch a lady get her head cut off. Okay, I don't know. Was it... And the, I think it happened in a shed. In a shed? What Was it with what? Kathy Bates? No. I don't... It was with What's-Her-Name from Empire and Precious. Gabourey Sidibe? Yeah. The fat... The fat girl. You just say the fat girl. We know who you're talking about. You say the fat girl. She she's morbidly obese. It's fine. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I didn't see where she got raped. She got raped in a shed. Wasn't it the? I don't know where it was at. I don't remember. But by a dude with like horns and shit. No. Wasn't that her? No, that was uh. That wasn't her that got raped by the like half man half horse thing. Uh, Yeah. No, 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 that was a... Oh, I think it was her. It was her. I know her. who you're I'm talking about. Sure you're talking about a, a Angela Bassett's former lover that came back from the dead. I don't freaking yeah, remember. Yeah, the, 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 the centaur. That was, I, yeah, the that minotaur. happened. Yeah, that yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, about... I'm done. Okay. Because, well, that but, but like, really good later. Like, a lot of the stuff, like the aliens and the asylum. Aliens and asylum. I hated it. it. It's just... Um, but no, no, no. This is my problem with it. What I love about the show is, and see, that's, you hated that part. I love about the the um, about American Horror Story is they give you stuff and they don't explain it to you at all. There's oh no, no, it doesn't. There, have, there's no explanation for. It has aliens. nothing to do with the explanation. It's just like I love the the. I, I think a lot of it is that I loved Murder House so much, and Murder House was the first one. I don't know what order you've watched everything. Oh, in order. Yeah. Um, but um, but I loved it so much. Mm-hmm. And then the second one, Asylum. like Asylum, was I thought it was pretty good. And then mm-hmm. they introduced aliens, like, yeah. and, it, and it's just like, yeah, it didn't need to happen. Yeah. And, I, and I don't I need an explanation, yeah. but like it Why didn't aliens? need to happen. Yeah. Um. And then really with Covenant and the uh, um. The one, the circus one, freak show, um, freak show, freak and show, hotel. freak show was decent. Mm-hmm. Hotel was the one that I liked the most since Murder House. Okay, I enjoyed Hotel also. I thought it was really creative. I thought it was really smart. And in fact, they had the Queenie from the uh, Coven episode comes back. You know what I mean? Gabourey Sidibe character. She came back during that season, and that the little tidbits. I just love I it. I do love all the little different the little, connections. Because they're all connected. You realize they're all in the same universe and it's dope. But like the alien thing, I was when I first saw the alien thing in the uh, for the asylum part, right? The first half, I thought to myself, oh, they're not gonna what are they doing? What are they gonna go with this? And then I saw it and I was just like, Oh, this is beautiful. Cause they're not gonna tell me what's up with the aliens. You forget about the aliens until you know, spoiler alert, this happened six years ago, but Evan Peters is an old man and is about to die and then the aliens come back and get him and then you remember, oh yeah, there were aliens in this show. I almost forgot. Dude, isn't Evan Peters like... Brilliant. Evan Peters is is a brilliant actor. I didn't even know that because I had never seen him in anything besides the X-Men stuff. He's brilliant. They give him something different to do every season and he's different every season and he's convincing every season yep, he's, he's perfect legit. He's, he's legit he's amazing but while we're here we also we should cover the fact that well i did want to just say that yeah. you're talking about all that and yeah. then about 911 and american horror story yeah. and uh, OJ, that was my gateway drug. oj yeah and then ryan murphy started out on glee and you know what not gonna lie to you i was in the drama club like i i did that i say it's the, just i'm just saying like the difference between i mean he went from glee to american horror story he had to stretch it's like stretch like just damn I, what a difference but it is glee, was difference. glee on fox yeah glee so was he's on been fox. with fox yep. basically the, the, the whole, whole time they yep. got that deal with him and i hope they don't lose him because he's a brilliant dude like he really is he's pretty brilliant um while we're okay. talking about it Okay. Go ahead. Go, go ahead. Just before we go on the movies, yeah. I had one more show that I wanted to talk about. Knock it out. Uh, uh, on my block. Have not seen it. On Netflix. Hilarious. It's called um, On My Block. On My Block. What's it about? Um, it's about young teens, um, just going into high school, but they live in, 
Um, I can't remember the community, uh, but it's outside LA or something in California. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and it's just uh, a coming of age, you know, story of um, dealing with the local gang and it's mm-hmm. there has uh, three of them are his, hispanic and yeah um and then there's uh one african-american kid but they are just they play off each other so well and it's just it's it's it was very very hilarious but it is there's a lot of uh touching aspects to it at the same time the balance but it's just that you know the young young high school uh kids trying to figure out how to get laid and and get in the parties and <laughs> that old chestnut and just just a lot of comedy that goes along with yeah. it but seeing a different uh different version of it than um than i've really seen before i'm gonna have to check it out then because i'm all i'm i know that i'm gonna fall into it i haven't even started on roanoke yet on uh on netflix uh for uh for um American Horror Story. So I have to finish oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm yeah. going to finish that after I finish Mad Men because I'm on a roll right now. I'm going to, I'm bulldozing through Mad Men. I love Mad Men. So I'm going to finish that and then I'm going to go to American Horror Story and then. But he still hasn't watched I'm going to start Waco. breaking. I'm going to start Waco and Breaking Bad. I'm going to start Waco six freaking episodes. I know, but it's, it's, it's six episodes. It's. I don't know what it is. I just haven't watched it. But okay, well, I'm, I'm gonna say this: we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna really make this happen because I really want him to watch Waco. I'm gonna more watch now just for the fact that I I've been telling him for months. Yeah, and he hasn't hasn't watched it, so we're not gonna record it. another episode until he watches Waco. Oh my goodness! Damn, this is the last episode of Rick and JT Make a Podcast. Episode. <laughs> no, but look, I, I'm, I'm definitely gonna watch this. I can't wait to watch it, but um. Also, what's been happening in movies is is, is cool too because you got to see Ready Player One. I haven't seen it yet. What did you think of it? I loved it. Disclaimer: I didn't read the book, so right. Um, and I heard that that's I a accidentally point of spoiled. I guess something for somebody because it's like a big thing in the book, but it's not really as big of a thing in the movie. Um, so I'm not gonna say a whole lot because there's a bunch of book people that hate me because I said too much but i mean if you've ever looked at the internet it's probably been ruined for those that have read the book anyway but let me just tell you this like the visuals are stunning i thought the story was cool maybe not exactly what the book was right um which it's people don't realize how hard it is to translate most books into film um, well, that's why they have best adapted screenplay. You know what I mean? Because well, but of I stuff mean, like just in, in general, there's a lot of stuff that doesn't like it. Reading it and watching it are completely different. No matter they how they think they want to see the thing they read, but if they saw the thing they read, they wouldn't like it. Well, and when you read something, it can be taken. We all could see it different exactly. when we're reading it. But we all see it the same when we see it. Has to be definitive but, when you put it but on. But when wax. you read it, you might have thought the vision was something else. When I read it and think it's entirely different than what you did, so that's the hard part about bringing a book to film is that when you read something, you see it your way. Somebody else sees it a different way, and then there's no way to make everybody happy. But. You get you did get to see Ready Player One. It is directed by Steven Spielberg, one the architect of our childhood, pretty much. Did it give you that Spielberg feeling? That's what I want to know. Is it a Spielberg yeah, movie? He, I think that there's stuff in this movie that has never been done before. Okay, that's he, what I want to know. He is. It is not as big as a game changer as Jaws or Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. Um, because, well, obviously Jurassic Park, they actually they changed built the a world. 3D, uh, you know, they made 3D software just to be able to do what they did in Jurassic Park. But the fact that he could go to every studio mm-hmm. and get the rights, even for four second cameos of mm-hmm. different characters, well, whether mean, it's the Iron Giant or Freddy Krueger or, well, um, you know, whatever other character, there's billions of them halo and yeah i mean just literally 
everything that I grew up, Ninja Turtles. Um, you get to see a lot the of DeLorean these different. from Back to the Future. DeLore, yep. There's you know. just the, what he was able to orchestrate is amazing in itself. Well, think about it though. If you're a studio, do you really want to piss off Steven Spielberg so that he doesn't? Well, bring no, but in? I mean, I would say yes. Also, I bet you know what? I bet Steve didn't even have to show him the gun. He just kind of put his I arms know out. Disney like, was probably on, the baby. toughest one, just because Disney doesn't care. I mean, no, they don't need him. They're gonna be all right. Yeah, they were like, no, but, we're uh, fine. <laughs> but uh, but still, like to orchestrate that and to have so many different pieces from so many different studios and. And places that have the rights to all these different characters, it was, it was, it was very stunning. But then the visuals—I mean, I don't think anybody's ever said that a Spielberg movie didn't have uh, at least the visual aspect down right. pat. Even AI, you know. Yeah. Oh, um, AI was a beautiful film. I really enjoyed it. It 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 falls apart a little bit at the end, but it's still a beautiful, but right, stunning the, vi- movie. the visual yeah. part or like, Minority Report. Minority Report is a great movie. Oh, I love Minority, I, Report. I love Minority Report. Okay, yeah, a lot of but, people I mean, don't like visually. Minority I don't think anybody's ever been like uh, Spielberg messed it up visually. Right. Um, so, as you know, that's yeah. one of my favorite parts of movies is when they build a world that is completely different. And he did it. And and yeah, oh, absolutely. Okay, so I'm I'm in. I can't wait to go see it. I probably go see it this weekend when I'm kid free. Ah, yeah. see this yeah. weekend. Yeah. Um. Seems like a movie that, uh, or, a, or a weekend for a movie where you have to stay very, very quiet. What's oh, a quiet place is coming out. I think I might have right? to double that feature is this, this weekend, right? Yeah, it is this weekend. Yep. And, and we've talked about it on the pod before. If you guys don't remember, it's John Krasinski and his wife, Emily Blunt. And uh, he's actually come out and been very vocal about playing Reed Richards for a Fantastic Four movie. So I can't wait to see what happens with that. But um, yeah, they made a quiet place. It's, uh, He's gonna have to bulk down now. It's gonna be pretty good. It's gonna be, it's gonna be nice. So yeah, you can't gotta stay. You, really, you gotta make any noise, and they, and they slit your throat. That's what happens. Yeah, like the, I like, don't even know what's like coming. The last time we talked about it, like there was like no like sort of we, we still haven't seen like really the creatures. No, we haven't seen but, them at all. We don't even know if they're but, creatures. But but every review I've seen, they love it. Oh yeah, I've I'm, seen the reviews. Oh, they don't they have a hundred percent on I, Rotten Tomatoes? They might. Yeah, they might. I don't know. Ricky's about to look up the Rotten Tomatoes score right now. But every review that I've seen of this movie has been a positive review, and this is from a lot of different sources, a lot of different people. You know, it's it, I I can't believe it. I mean, it's always positive reviews. So that's a, that's a good thing. You know, you when you come 98%. out, ninety eight percent. It's got a ninety eight percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and when it comes out, I'm sure it's going to keep that same energy because a good movie is a good movie, and this is an important movie, and I want to tell you guys why so that you can understand. This is a very small budget all tour movie with a wide release. The reason why it's getting a wide release is because it's John Krasinski and his wife, and they're both movie stars, or at least they are in movies. So they can make this kind of movie and get the wide release because you know their name, so they expect you to go out and see them. But they probably made this movie for little to nothing, okay? They don't do that anymore. Usually movies like this, they go straight to Netflix now. They go straight to Amazon now. So for this to get a wide release and get the support that it's getting, I really look forward to it. I really can't wait to see it. So I'm probably going to go see this and Ready Player One and just kind of balance myself out this week. And then you also got the the comedy with... uh, um blockers oh yeah with john cena in it john cena is that coming and, uh, out this weekend yeah that comes out this oh, weekend man. and uh chappaquiddick which I don't is know the i think that's the political one with i can't remember the guy's name um i think it's about kennedy oh yeah where the kid where the girl dies in the car yeah yeah, yeah. that's at 81 jason clark and uh ed helms yep so that's at eighty one percent right there. I mean Ed oh, Helms, yeah. man, he, must... he doesn't he didn't get out of bed unless it's a good project, man. I really well, he did do the vacation movie, but that was different, man. He had, he needed that check, dog. I, I you thought like that? it was good. It, it it didn't fit the old the, ones. Yeah. But it, it kinda stood on its own. If the old ones didn't exist, I'd be a cool people would have loved it. Yeah. But I think it just it didn't do what fans of the regular the the old National Lampoon vacation movies. 
And speaking of movies, Black Panther is still doing very well. It's made over $1.3 billion in the worldwide box office, $657 million uh, here, and $650-something million worldwide. Combined, that's uh, about $1.3, which is great. But the $657 here is big because it made it the highest-grossing superhero movie of all time domestically. It's the highest grossing superhero movie of all time domestically that's passed The Dark Knight, that's passed First Avengers, that's passed Iron Man and Iron Man 3, it's passed all. It's the highest grossing superhero movie of all time. Now, it's only going to be the highest grossing superhero say, movie for It's not going to last for No, 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 no. But it, it but made no, it. But it's great. Good it's for great. the movie that it made it because Avengers Infinity War is going to make all of the money. I've ordered my ticket already. I got my ticket the day that they started releasing tickets, and I barely got my ticket. When I tell you that Avengers Infinity War is going to make all of the money, I mean all of the money. It's going to make every dollar. I can't wait to see it. I'm very excited about it. But for right now, Black Panther holds the belt. Congratulations to you, Black Panther. You get to hold it for at least two months. Because, you know, Avengers is going to come out and it's going to break records. It's going to be huge. It's going to take it at least a month for it to pass this. Hopefully a month. I mean, at least make it look good. But it's the same studio. Everybody wins. A portion of the movie takes place in Wakanda. You don't understand how smart that is? For the people who had never seen a Marvel movie before they saw Black Panther. And then they get involved with these characters to have these characters in the next movie that comes out three months later that they loved. It's brilliant. And I can't wait to see it because a lot of people are calling it, uh, you know, Avengers 3. A lot of people are calling Avengers uh, Black Panther 1.5. But for whatever people are calling it, it's it's doing well. It's going to do well. I can't wait to see it. It's going to be a huge hit. They let out the full trailer for it a while back, and it looks just beautiful. <laughs> it does. It just looks beautiful. And, and Thanos is wearing his full armor, and he looks majestic. All I got to say is that for the next two months... My movie pass is finally going to get used. You're going to burn it up. Because there's, there's movies you want to see coming out every week now. Oh, yeah. yeah every Next week, week is Rampage. and I want to see Blockers. I want to see Rampage. Yep. I want to see all of that stuff. Like, I cannot wait to see that stuff. Like, I just can't wait to see it. And I keep I mean, on meaning got, to order my movie pass, and I keep on loafing. I got to well, order it before you, the summer. You might have saved some money, because now they're thinking about dropping the price to six ninety five. <laughs> y'all can't Y'all can't hear me? You can't see me, but I'm rubbing my hands together like Birdman right now. I can't, that's how excited I got. I got. I rub my hands together real Birdmanedly. But don't forget, we got the solo movie coming up. We got there's some hits. Infinity War. We got Deadpool. All within like the next month and a half. Not only that, we got major motion pictures coming out until November. Oh yeah, it's I it's mean, a full it's a full year now of films. Now you got Black Panther doing. 1.3 billion coming out in February. You understand if you told somebody five years ago that uh, there was a movie it was going to get 1.3 billion dollars and it's going to come out in the middle of February, they would have laughed at you and then they would have kicked you out of their office. Then Deadpool comes out and it does 100 million dollars over one weekend and people realize, oh man, this is possible. Then Black Panther comes out and it does 201 million or 211 million over its opening weekend and people say. Oh, man, this is possible. And then we say, yeah, yeah, it is. So it's a year-long now process, man, and it's real. I'm really happy to see this going on. I'm really glad that we're, we actually have this platform that we get to talk to you guys about this kind of stuff so we can make you more aware. Is that Jim Carrey? What? Yeah, dark Crimes. What is that? I have no clue, but he J looks... Jim Carrey looks cool, I yeah. think. When is that? Where is that? Dark Crimes, I guess, is a Jim Carrey movie that's going to be coming out soon. With Christoph Waltz. With Christoph Waltz in it? What is the release date for that? May 11th. Okay, so May 11th. Is it coming to uh, theaters or is it going to like Netflix? Limited. Limited release, okay. So you might see it on Netflix. You might want to keep an eye on that because Jim Carrey looks pretty badass on the cover of this, of this poster. I saw it and it caught my eye. Well, so. it says Christoph Waltz here. But then it doesn't have him listed in the cast. So. Yeah, I would I would consider uh, Christoph Waltz to be a part of this cast because um, I, I I can't wait to see what he does. With it. I, I'm really – whenever – I tell you what, what you guys might not know about me. Whenever Jim Carrey does something serious, I pay attention because I understand that he's an amazing actor. I know that a lot of people only see him as the guy that talked out of his butt for a movie. 
But for me, he's just amazing. So I can't wait to see what he does dramatically. But we're so glad for you guys to have joined us. This has been another episode of Rick and JT Make a Podcast. Rick, where can they find you? They can find me on Twitter and Instagram. Just just look uh, up just, Ricky Butts. Yeah, just look up Rick Butts. Ricky Butts. He's, he's Rick gonna be Butts, there. Ricky Butts. You can find me on Twitter at Mr. Marcus260. You can find me on Instagram at Tyrion under slash Lannister260. You can also find us together on Rick and JT Make a Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Follow us on all our social media platforms. Also go to RickyJT.com. We're gonna have I promise we're gonna have brand new content starting this coming up week. And um I'm going to make sure that we keep some fresh stuff up there for you guys because I, I, I got a lot of positive responses from some of the stuff we have on there, but not so much from the podcast just because, you know, people don't always have an hour and a half or an hour to listen. But yeah. they can go look to the webpage to see. We don't even you know, have the we, we do not. hour and a half to, we, we to record the we, podcast. We do not. But you can find us. So make sure you look us up and everything. And thank you for joining us. And we're going to see you next week. See you later. He better watch Waco. Definitely. Definitely going to watch Waco, probably. Later. Yeah.